conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Well, let's get into our municipal watch feature. It's 10 after 11 o'clock. It's the final hour of the talking point today. Um, And the ESCOM has lost an appeal in the Supreme Court of Appeal. It's against a ruling in favor of two community associations that it must immediately restore full maximum electricity supply to residents. Now, ESCOM had decided to reduce power supply because the Legua and the Nguate local municipalities were overusing electricity and had collectively owed ESCOM more than $2 billion. Rand. That's just part of what is a very long story. Let me welcome onto the show Fanny Potgitter. He's the chairperson of the Legua Ratepayers Association, one of those that had taken ESCOM to court. Fanny, good morning. Good morning. Who's, who's speaking? You're speaking to Kathy here. Hi, Kathy. I'm good and yourself. Great, thank you. Uh, let me also welcome onto the show Sikonati Manjanja. He's the ESCOM national spokesperson. Sikonati, good morning. I greet you too, Kathy and family, and good morning to the SAFM listeners. And we're also expected to be joined by advocate Jenica Bjorkas, who I understand is also on the line. She's a public law specialist and doctoral researcher at the Dula Omar Institute. Advocate Bjorkas, good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and all the other panelists. Hope you're well. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for that, Advocate Burkis. Uh, Fanny, let me begin with you so that you can give us um, a bit of context into what the areas in your municipality were facing when it came to power shortages and the power shortages that are really linked to uh, load reduction that, that compelled you to take this matter to the courts. Thank you, Kathy. Yes, I would like to do that, but maybe... It would be fair to start off to state that the, our municipality, Lekwa municipality, has been one of the worst uh, performing municipalities in the country for for longer than ten years now. Of course, that that is resulted in the catastrophe, which is amongst others uh, the situation around electricity. Um, but roads, infrastructure, water and sewer removal and refuse removal and local economic development, which are all mandated mandates under the constitution uh, which a uh, municipality needs to supply and and, 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 and and manage on behalf of its residents has all fallen victim to this worst perf- the worst performing municipal uh, structures. It has not just been the political arm that's been worst performing, but it's also been the administrative arm of it. And that said and done is um, we became aware that, that ESCOM intended to... Um, to restrict our maximum demand and that farbal maximum demand, which is a contractual uh, amount between mm-hmm. our, our municipality and ESCOM, and which is governed by NARSA, um, to outdated limits. And, and, and our, our, we became aware because we were subjected to it already. So, so they switched off our power, and, and we did not know what the reason for it is. And we were going without power between six to eight hours a day, additionally to national power sharing. So, so you can imagine the catastrophe that that that, that forced us. Um, old age homes, hospitals, schools, businesses, everyone, all of a sudden, w- were in a crisis. Uh, we we they could not supply.
find the basic needs that that all day jobs and hospitals had well were supposed to do. Um, businesses spent following that a huge amount of money to to put themselves in the place themselves in the same space where they were with, with when we received uh, the, the 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 NMD that we normally did receive. So. We, we then decided we cannot just leave it like that. I mean, if we did, it, we would have accepted that 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 we will be without electricity about 50% of the day, which which our town and our residents just could not afford. I mean, it would have led to. I, I cannot imagine the catastrophe that we that will resulted from that. And, and we we approached the courts based on on uh, uh, legal advice. We approached the courts. And, and before Judge Millar, it was found that that that, 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 that an interdict was 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 uh, approved, where, where uh, Eskom was interdicted from doing that. Um, Eskom then uh, approached the court again to to have uh, uh, to to get a right to appeal, which was granted. And, and of course, it, it led to the, the the appeal before the SCA. Which we heard the uh, result of uh, in this week earlier this week, which was in our favour actually late last week, which was in our favour, and of course we're grateful about that. Okay, so so that pre, pre provides some kind of context for why uh, the Ligua Rate Payers Association took this matter to court in the first instance. Sikonati, I want to, uh, I want to bring you in here, and and if we can just start by explaining what this notified maximum demand is, and and how it works in relation to municipalities. Thank you, Kathy. So the starting point is that uh, the customer to ESCOM is the municipality uh, in both instances. And in the in the supply agreement between ESCOM and the municipality, there is a stipulated amount of electricity that ESCOM must apply and that the municipality must pay for. I'm getting a bit of feedback from your line. I don't know if you're on speakerphone um, or, or if you're able just to try and move around for us, but the connection to you uh, isn't great, and, and I don't want to miss part of, of what you're saying because I think it's, it's also important um, th- that we get a, a full sense of how this notified maximum demand uh, operates. Uh, so, so we can give it another try. Is this any better now, Kate? Slightly better, yes. Thank you. Uh, so so the, the municipalities and ESCOM agree on an amount of electricity to be supplied by ESCOM to the municipalities, which the municipalities must pay for. That is the notified maximum demand. Mm. In the event that uh, the the customer uh, requires more than this, the agreement must be changed uh, to, to increase the supply to the municipality. And and uh, uh, without that happening, without the agreement being amended to reflect the new uh, the new supply amount, uh, ESCOM levies a, a penalty on the municipality, which takes more power than than is actually permitted to in the contract. So in in the case of these municipalities, as you will know, Kathy, settlements keep growing, uh, meaning demand keeps growing. Uh, the municipalities themselves don't have total control over how many people can access their networks. 
uh, which then results in stretching the supply that is available and indeed the equipment which is designed to carry only a certain amount of power. So if I understand you correctly, how the process should unfold is that when the municipality requires more power, they have to reach an agreement with ESCOM before this power is supplied to them. That is correct, but there are instances where uh, this did happen uh, without the the, the agreement having been reached or without the municipality having applied to increase uh, the the allowable supply. And in those instances, ESCOM has has done what it could to supply, uh, but also levied penalties on the municipality for the additional power that it would have to. So, so when we look at the instances, uh, because it applies to both these municipalities, where ESCOM was supplying more power than what was agreed to in the notified maximum demand, on what basis was ESCOM doing that? As, as, as I did say, Kathy, the, the municipalities themselves uh, do not have too much control on the number of people that can connect uh, to to their to their networks in the sense that uh, uh, settlements uh, keep flourishing up everywhere in South Africa where people uh, connect electricity. But in addition, and this is the biggest problem, uh, there the, the are people connecting illegally on the municipal infrastructure, and and you 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 then realize that there is more demand than is actually allowed to. And the court made this very clear that. Uh, ESCOM kept on actually penalizing the municipalities without uh, restricting them back to, 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 the, to, to the allowed uh, maximum demand. And, and that is part of the problem because it had carried on for so long. Yes, and, and, and you bring me to, to, to that problem. It's that, you know, ESCOM over the years, uh, despite the fact that these municipalities were already in access of this notified maximum demand, ESCOM kept giving them electricity and then one day decided to suddenly reduce the power supply to what was in these agreements. That's the notified maximum demand. And, and, and the court had found that that behavior by ESCOM, or that decision rather by ESCOM, was actually quite reckless and it ultimately resulted in the infringement of, of some of the rights of, of the residents in these communities. That, that, that's absolutely correct, and, and that, that is what the court has found in the appeal court. And ESCOM accepts that, that, that that is indeed the case. The biggest problem uh, where ESCOM has had to indeed uh, resort to reducing the demand or the supply to, to, to the notified maximum demand was a, a result of the municipalities not only uh, using more electricity than it's allowed to, but also failing to pay for all the electricity that it, that, that it has consumed. As, as, as my colleague did say earlier, these municipalities, for the better part, in fact, if not more than 10 years, have been failing and have been the worst performing municipalities. So their ability or willingness to pay for, the, for their suppliers, including ESCOM, 
has severely deteriorated over the period. And that's not to say ESCOM is the innocent party here. Exactly the, the court's findings are, are, are absolutely correct, uh, that the debt has grown to that level because the municipalities are, no, are not paying, and ESCOM only keeps on, on, on charging them the, uh, the, the, the penalties for these infringements. Uh, Advocate Birkus, I, I want to bring you in here because we have a situation here where the municipalities and ESCOM are both at fault and yet how that translates into the experience of residents is through ongoing power cuts. And I think one of the big challenges, at least as you know, we have experience from those who, who, who get in touch with us, who listen to the show, is that they are experiencing power cuts that are beyond just your load shedding that we're experiencing at a national level. Sometimes it's described as load reduction to them. Sometimes they're not given a reason for why they don't have power. But the power cuts seem to be consistent and and it seems very hard, depending on which municipality one is in, to get to the bottom of why there is no power. Yes, Kathy. So um, I agree with Mr. Potrikere with regards to the state that municipalities, most municipalities in South Africa find themselves in is that they are on the brink of becoming dysfunctional. And with this, there is a lot of mismanagement, not only in municipalities, but as evidenced by this case, also in other organs of state, such as ISCOM in particular. And with these, what this judgment is saying is that you cannot simply resolve to the most extreme decision. In in fact, the one that that always seems to um, affect the rights of the people at the end of the day. And that is also a complaint that has been coming through to um, through the public that whenever they need to um, need to address a matter, then it's the residents that that ends up to suffer. On, on a day-by-day basis. And in this case, there was residents who had load shedding for up to 11 hours in a day. And you can imagine what that, what, what the implications of that is in that they cannot cook their food, they cannot fulfill the basic things in their lives. And especially after COVID-19, which changed everything um, in South Africa, but also globally with regards to how we access opportunities to seek employment, um, how we how we we do, we do online learning, tertiary schooling, and um, basic education. So, it, it, being without electricity for ESCOM to make that decision, it spelled great it had gross and grave disastrous consequences for the residents of of Lekwa and Nongeta um, municipalities. Funny, I want to come back to you uh, just as, as the chairperson of the Liqua Ratepayers Association to give us a sense as, as listeners of the full impact that these power cuts were having. Uh, you told us about how it affected businesses and residents, but how did it affect the general service delivery in the area? Because th- the court also makes a, a link between you know some of the rights that are are given to people and in particular you know the the right to to dignity to life and to housing 
and it found that the lack of electricity in the way that it affected general service delivery impugned on these rights. Yes, yes. Um, the, the court, not just in Lekwa and, and Guate versus Eskom, in, in some various other cases, has, 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 mm. has been, I, I want to say, being cautious in in in, the, uh, in in allocating the right or basic human right to electricity, mm. other making electricity supply a basic human right, but it's generally and internationally already accepted that it's the derived right. You cannot have water supply where water is pumped um, and, 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 and reticulated and cleaned by using electricity. You cannot have that without electricity. Uh, in a similar case, sewer. Sewer needs sewer pump stations intermediate to the sewer network to, to, to have the sewer stream end up in, 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 in a water treatment and a sewer treatment plant. It needs electricity. You need electricity in a sewer treatment plant to, to, to treat the sewer and to uh, and and the resultant effluent, uh, which is which is um, is clean enough to 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 uh, put that into the streams, which is the Val River. The result of this absence of electricity meant that large parts of town has been without water because of that. Because for five six hours at a time with no electricity, so during that time there's no water purification. We've got we've got a, a large abattoir uh, in town. Well, one of the biggest poultry abattoirs in the country, which needs water. I mean, they're absolutely dependent on it. And, and, and they've got an access of a thousand families directly or indirectly dependent on the employment with that, with that abattoir. So, so it is absolute recklessness that, that, that to put a, a company like that in a situation where they cannot slaughter the animals, they cannot produce into the, into the, uh, into the poultry market. Sewer. I'm not sure whether you've been throughout town. It is a disgrace if you just see the amount of sewer in the ta- in the in the in the towns and the streets of the town. It also means during the, the the periods where there's no electricity, the full sewer stream, the total affluent stream generated in town, flows into the Val River. We in the upper reaches of the Val River, um, us together with Paris on Guate, the water passes us on its way to the wall dam, where, where the whole of how things water is extracted for, from for, 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 for consumption. So um, it is chaos. If you just, if you see the wall river in our town, it is, it is disgraceful. You cannot, you cannot imagine uh, that, that, that the modern man allows that to happen. And, and then local economic development, which is, which needs to be one of the cornerstones of our town. Our town needs to be a more prosperous town We've got all the facilities. We've got businesses around us. We've got everything, the resources, everything is here. But we need to be a more affluent town, but we are not. And and it's not just because of electricity, but electricity plays a main part of that. There, there, are, there was, uh, over the past two years, there have been companies that, 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 that closed down. There have been guys that, that moved to other areas where they can, can have consistent electricity supply. Mm. All the businesses in town and lots of residents, had to expend a lot of money, which 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 was supposed to be uh, used in, in 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 another instance, and they had to expend this money to, to place themselves in a situation where they got electricity. Um, there was these millers in town where where they had to spend millions just to be able to 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 mold the maize and and and, and to supply into that market. 
I just want to conclude with one thing. Sikonati did mention that it is a contractual agreed amount, the NMD, which was in our case set at 55 MBA. But that was contractually agreed on in 2000. It's now 22 years later. There's been no adjustment to it. Uh, we've had a population increase of in excess of about 6% per annum. We've, we've had two huge businesses relocating to Standard and based on, on a national incentive scheme. Huge companies. Mm. There's been no adjustment of the NMD over that period, although ESCOM did allow us to, to exceed the contractual agreed amount. So it, it, is a, it was a responsible action over the past 20 years, and, and it needs to be fixed and, and rectified. Okay. We're going to continue with this conversation, and of course I'll also uh, be taking your calls for those that want to be part of the conversation. Before we do that, however, Luyanda Maume has your 10.30 news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So we're continuing with our Municipal Watch feature today and we're focusing on the latest in as far as the court ruling basically compelling ESCOM uh, to continue supplying electricity or at least um, the amount that is above the notified maximum amount which had resulted in some municipalities, particularly Legua and Nguate, implementing power cuts or load reduction as it's sometimes called. So Sikonati, one of the big questions that many who will be listening to the show will want to understand is in in light of this issue of the notified maximum demand and the load reduction that people often experience is are the two connected so are municipalities who are implementing load reduction doing that as a result of decreased power supply from ESCOM that could well be stemming out of the decision by ESCOM to reduce its electricity supply due to the fact that, you know, whether it's the issue of uh, the notified maximum demands not being met or or revenues not being paid. Thank you, Kathy. The, the first thing, I, ch- I think I should uh, take a step back and, mm. and, and highlight first that the court found indeed that the municipalities are in breach of their agreement with ESCOM in, in their failure to, to pay for the services yes. that they received from ESCOM. And indeed that the ratepayers and, and other residents have already paid the municipalities for. So the court uh, held it's not in, in dispute that the, the municipalities have failed to meet their obligations. So they are not only to their residents, but to the suppliers uh, of electricity and other services in this instance. Uh, you, your question then about uh, load reduction, uh, we, we need to again uh, uh, let the, the, the listeners understand this. Municipalities hold distribution licenses in their areas, and these licenses are granted by the regulator, NASA. In some instances, ESCOM holds a distribution license, for example, in the old parts of Soweto. ESCOM in those areas itself implements the load reduction where it is uh, trying to protect its infrastructure from uh, the damage that is caused by illegal connections. Uh, where, where people just use the electricity willy-nilly and that causes uh, explosions and damages. So ESCOM has resorted to switching off electricity uh, at certain hours in the evening from 5 p.m. to 10 
uh, p.m. when the most damage occurs and from 5 a.m. in the morning until 9 a.m. That is not an attempt by ESCOM uh, to... That's not because of a shortage in the supply, but it's, it's an attempt by ESCOM to protect the infrastructure and indeed the property of the people who live in those areas. The municipalities, uh, therefore, implement their own load reduction for their own reasons. Uh, ESCOM does not instruct municipalities to implement load reduction. It only supplies the, the amount of electricity that has been agreed to with its customers and those are the municipalities. So, so then does that mean that when municipalities say that we are implementing load reduction, we're implementing power cuts due to uh, load reduction, that the reasoning behind it, that reasoning is not communicated to ESCOM. So as Cathy, I can't call ESCOM to find out why I don't have power in my area because that distribution may be under the municipality. That's absolutely correct. So you have to call your municipality and find out why you have no electricity because ESCOM has not announced load shedding. The only time that ESCOM will be responsible for you not having electricity is when the whole country uh, has a generation capacity shortage, when we are not able to supply fully to the whole country and we make that announcement and everybody is affected. Even then, the power cuts in that instance can last for two hours, maximum two and a half hours, depending on in what municipality you are. Should there be, uh, should you have no electricity beyond that when ESCOM has not announced load shedding, then check with your municipality why you have no power. It may very well be that there is a local fault uh, that, that the municipality must come uh, repair, or it could be that the municipality itself has taken away your electricity at that point. Advocate Birkus, this often presents a lot of frustration um, for residents because, as you highlighted earlier, many municipalities are in a state of of decay and often residents are not given reasons for why they don't have electricity. Yes, thank you, Cathy. And that is exactly part of the problem of the status of municipalities. Um, We have the municipalities have constitutional obligation to encourage the public the participation of the communities in the affairs. So that is essentially to ensure that there's transparency in what's currently happening and to keep the residents um, up to date with all the developments in the municipality. But these public participation processes, in fact, it's a sham in in reality because. The community is often not um, consulted. They ought to have known about the reasons that they are receiving um, electricity power cuts Mm. in their jurisdiction, but they were simply not informed. So it it speaks to the municipality who failed once again in their obligation to to consult the communities. But I also want to get back to Mr. Sikonati's point on the case where the court the court did in fact um state that the municipalities are in breach of the obligation for failing to honor the payments um in terms of the contract but they also um stated that ESCOM simply did not do enough over the course of the few years to inform the municipalities that they are in fact in breach of the supply agreement and to 
on that basis into negotiations from there. And so to that extent, they were also in fact negligent in in that they also, their failure to, to intervene at that time also resulted in these amounts growing exponentially. Mm. Um, so my question when I read this case is where was the the checks and balances in the in ESCOM because they ought to have had appropriate checks and balances in to reduce the risk that municipalities would fall into areas and in the event that that happens, then they were obligated to then intervene um, through the intergovernmental structures to settle the disputes that arise from that basis and to also refer it up to other relevant intergovernmental forums so that they can then, on that basis, national or provincial government would then, on that basis, have intervened. So the court was essentially saying that you didn't exhaust all of these remedies and yet now you're coming to the courts to appeal this interim Mm -hmm. judgment. But Mm -hmm. in fact, they were also to a large extent to blame. So um, it comes down to a matter of oftentimes these organs of states and municipalities, they have these processes in place. And they have public participation processes in place. If you go to a municipality, you ask them what you do to involve the public, they will tell you we do A, B, and C. But it's this nature of adopting a tick, blo- tick box compliance approach to merely say that we have these structures in place. But are you using them? Are these dispute resolution mechanisms sufficient? Um, do people have adequate training to, to access these institutions and to make use of it and this is what I'm I'm I'm, I'm re- when I'm when I read the judgment I asked these questions for myself and um if ESCOM only intervened years later and responded with um that they'll they'll reduce the, the supply, were they aware of the first other steps that they ought to have taken before coming to that approach? Because then that could tell me that there is a need for capacity building in these institutions as well. And if we want to be better and build better communities in the future, then these are all things that need to work in sync. Organs of state and municipalities need to ensure that they strengthen their relationships with one another. And at all times, they ought to be guided by the well-being of the people. Uh, Sikonati, mm. l- l- let me give you a chance to, to respond to what Advocate Bukas is, is raising. Kathy, uh, the, the advocate is absolutely correct in the sense that ESCOM, and that is the essence of the judgment, that ESCOM needs to have done a lot more uh, than it actually did uh, to, uh, uh, to contain this problem and make sure that uh, its customers, ESCOM and its own customers, behave in accordance with uh, uh, the supply agreement. So that, that is now, uh, now that we have this judgment, uh, ESCOM has to focus on the main case in which it, it has an obligation to get its municipalities, uh, its customers, uh, to, to look after their own interests and the interests of the community in securing and paying for the services that, that they get. Uh, ESCOM, of course, uh, there can be no argument in that uh, it is negligence to, to have allowed the municipalities to accumulate so much debt, particularly through penalties uh, which are regulated 
by the supply uh, agreement with, with its customers. It should not have gotten to that, and, and that is what ESCOM is now working, working on. That case does not take away the responsibility of the municipalities and indeed the, the, the residents in those municipalities from holding account their, their, their municipal officers to make sure, because if, if, if you're not paying your suppliers, then you're not going to enjoy those services for long. That, that, that is the reality that South Africa has to, has to, has to get to grips with. Okay, let me quickly go to Denilton and and take Leonard. You're calling us uh, from Denilton. It's not one of the areas that uh, that was affected by these court rulings. It in fact falls under uh, the Elias Motswaled municipality. Hello, Leonard. Hi, this is Casey. How yes, are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks a lot for keeping the promise to to come back to me. We 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 are very frustrated, uh, Mr. Sikonati. We are experiencing this thing in Denilton. Very, very frustrating. Two hours, and I'm talking two hours, peak hours, uh, 5 a.m. up until 7 a.m. Our electricity is going. We know that. 5 p.m. up until 7 p.m. Our electricity is going again. Consistently so, we have a fail, right? It has been a year now also having this problem. We... <clears throat> We are very hurt. I mean to say we are very hurt to experience this thing. The businesses are, are, are crumbling as a result, right? Old ages are suffering. There's no proper communication as to why is this happening to us, right? The only thing that we're getting is the SMS to say there is a fault and ESCOM is aware of the fault and they're resolving the fault. How do we have a, a fault that is so consistent of the same time, right? So I'm not sure if really we're supposed to get a communication from our municipality, which is Elias Mutualedi in this case, or from ESCOM. But we are getting a communication from ESCOM to say there is a fault each and every day. Our businesses are really, really suffering, I'm telling you. Our general life is, is, is sort of is, is, is destroyed because of this thing, right? And our people are now starting to to plan their lives around this thing. How do you plan your life to say, I must wake up at 3 o'clock to prepare for work because at 5 o'clock I won't have light? How do you do that? How do you go to work and come back around 5 o'clock without electricity and say, no, 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 let me not prepare supper, I will prepare after 7 because obviously there's no electricity. I mean, I mean what is the recourse for us in the business sector, for an example? Now, you tell me that in a hospitality industry, where people are supposed to sleep and, 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 and do their catering and stuff. How are we supposed to survive, really? How are we supposed to survive? Okay. And how do we claim, how do we claim what you call a recourse against this thing for the, for the potential business loss that you are going through, to, going through it on a daily basis? Okay. Um, I mean, really now. Leonard, uh, I'm going to ask you just to pause it there. Uh, I'll give Sikonati an opportunity to, to come in and respond. And uh, maybe, Advocate Bjorkas, you can also just advise uh, in terms of what it is that somebody like uh, Leonard and the rest of his community can do here. Sikonati? Thank you. Uh, David, uh, sorry, Leonard, um, uh, the situation you are describing there is, is indeed quite uh, regrettable. However, I cannot give you any direct and specific answers because I do not know the facts 
of that area. I do not even know if the area is, is supplied directly by ESCOM or by municipality. What I can tell you, though, is that every morning and every afternoon, ESCOM uh, publishes a list of the areas where load reduction uh, will be implemented. And, and uh, let me just repeat that again. Load reduction gets implemented by ESCOM in order to prevent its infrastructure being damaged by illegal connections. And the most damage occurs between the hours 5 in the afternoon all the way to 10 at night and again 5 in the morning all the way to 9 a.m. There are many instances where communities have to sit without electricity uh, because the transformers have exploded and you have to wait for weeks in order for ESCOM to be able to get the equipment to go replace uh, those damaged transformers. And the, the, the minute you, you connect them again, they, 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 they go right ahead and, and connect and then explode. Uh, the, 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 the whole thing is to prevent and to reduce the inconvenience in that people have to sit for many weeks uh, without electricity. It is caused, let's repeat again, by theft of electricity in those communities. And you, you do know that we, the, the, it is not possible for ESCOM to, to put a policeman or security guard on every pole and next to every transformer to prevent people from stealing electricity. So this is the better of the two uh, devils that we request people uh, to... to, 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 to May I interject and assist the situation? Yes, go for it, Leonard. Yes. I'm saying we, we're getting a communication from right from ESCOM, right? I understand the isolated cases of breakdown tests, but we cannot have a, a consistent breakdown of the same type. Over a year, 30 kilometers from us, it's problems done. They never experience what we're experiencing here. You know what I mean? Why, why us? We're getting a communication from ESCOM, meaning this problem or whoever that decided to do this thing has decided from the ESCOM, but not from the municipality. So, 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 so ready to say the breakdowns and all that, everyone understands that. But that would be an isolated case. Ours is not an isolated case. It's a planned thing that happens daily without a phase. We're not surviving. You... We're really struggling. Okay, Leonard, give Sekunati a chance. Uh, as I said, Kathy, uh, I'm not able to talk to the specifics of that particular problem because I do not know uh, about it. Uh, but uh, the, uh, again, I will repeat that uh, people need to report to ESCOM what the issue is if they are supplied directly by ESCOM right. uh, or yeah. to their municipality. Hang on, Leonard. Sikonati, let's do this. Can you look into this issue specifically? in terms of what is happening in the Elias Muzolidi municipality um, so that we can have some kind of feedback uh, on this issue. Will you be able to do that for us? Definitely, we can do that, definitely, to okay. check what the problem is. All right. So, so, so Leonard, let's do that. Zikonati is going to go and look at the supply, and if, in fact, it is a problem that is coming out of ESCOM, we'll expect that uh, there will be some kind of reason for why it is that that residents like yourselves in Denilton ha- have been experiencing these um, electricity uh, cuts. Advocate Bjorkas, maybe a chance for you to, to come in there as well. Um, well, I don't have much to add to this point, but 
even I just wanted to say that well there is communication structures of a limit you can contact your ward counselor um and the ward counselor can communicate with you. But in this scenario I think it's very difficult as Mr Potter even mentioned earlier that the residents had to seek out the municipalities themselves and to question the municipalities about why they're having so much load shedding in their communities. Mm. But how does an ordinary person make this distinction on the ground? How do they know that it's not only the regular load shedding that they're receiving, but there's actually a problem in their jurisdiction? How do you make that determination without having sufficient information yeah. about about your surroundings. So it becomes very difficult for, muni- for, for for residents to take action themselves. Okay. Uh, let me quickly go to Wo in Kabeha. Uh, Wo, good morning. Hello? Hi. Oh, you were speaking to Wo, right? Yes. Um, I just wanted to say so to Eskom. Eskom had known about this problem for, for years, over a decade now. And they knew that they could get coal for much cheaper in African neighboring countries. And they chose not to. And they, like, most of the time they got the... Yeah, well, well unfortunately, I, I can't hear you clearly, War. Well, so uh, we're going to have to leave it there. The connection to you is, isn't great. Um, I, I don't know. The, the the quality of that line is just not working out. I'm so sorry, War. Well, uh, let me move on to Polokwani. Ziad, good morning. Good morning. Uh, thanks for a great show, uh, Maslasana. You're holding the powerful to account, and that's what we need more and more of. So thank you for that. Two quick points. One, object, objectively, ESCOM is in difficulty. It's got a huge debt load, and it's got to pay it, and people are not paying for the services it provides. Right? But that's in the context of lack of accountability. You have all these councillors approving all these budgets and minutes and payments, without basically having basic arithmetic. If I spend on other Mm. stuff, I don't have money to pay electricity. I mean, how stupid do our people have to be if they can't do arithmetic? Right? That's the one. There's no accountability. Even from ESCOM's board, there's no accountability because what we see happening is a badly run business. And what do they want to do with it? They want to split it up into uh, generation, transmission, and distribution. Now, we are copying the British model of new public management. Water in Britain is now very expensive, and the companies that have been privatized haven't invested. One company in the UK called Bulb is in liquidation because they can't meet their commitments. So the future for ESCOM is to copy more of what Britain did, and this is what gave us the problem in the first place, to run ESCOM as a business. So I think communities have to be mobilized and accountability mechanisms have to be put in place because NERSA's board and ESCOM are bloody useless. I mean, they're taking us back to the Stone Age where we don't have electricity. New public management and the split up of ESCOM is going to cause more of these problems. And now ESCOM wants to charge us for using the sun if you have solar panels. Really, it's completely ridiculous and our people must fight this bad management and we must get accountability. Thank you. Ziad, thanks for the call. Let's leave it there. Okay, I'm quickly running out of time, so it's going to be uh, a bit of a dance on my tip um, on my tiptoes to to get us to midday. Uh, funny, let me come back to you. If you can just very briefly, 
What advice do you have for communities in as far as coming together and, and working together to hold municipalities uh, accountable? Kathy, the first thing is to recognize that, that your rights as an individual and as a community is recognized in the Constitution and legislation. There is enough legislative tools surrounding the, the municipal environment to support your rights. And it's incumbent on the individual and organizations to use those tools. Um, of course, it's better to be organized. It, it, the first thing is uh, communities need to organize themselves to hold their representatives accountable, to hold their municipality, the district councils, the provincial uh, 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 parliament, the national government, they need to hold them accountable. Um, you need to engage with all the role players. Uh, one, one role player who is actually a keystone role player in this has not, has not spoken up, has not been obvious, has not been in the forefront of this, and this organization called NARSA. The regulator who is supposed to be representing both us and the supplier who is ESCOM in this case is silent right through this whole process. We need to activate those those organizations. We need to engage with them. We need to hold them accountable. Mm. And, and and only then can your rights be be confirmed. All right. Um, Fun. Uh, um, uh, and of course, by your account. That is what you need to do. Okay. Funny. Thanks for that. Uh, Sikonati, I've got about also 30 seconds for you. Thank you for this opportunity. Yes, ESCOM indeed will uh, continue to supply electricity to the municipalities, including these two municipalities, while pursuing its rights and obligations under the law. And that is now to focus on the on recovering the funds that are owed by municipalities and to help them get into shape where they will be able to, to, to meet their financial obligations to their suppliers in order for them to be able to serve their residents better. Advocate Birkus? Yeah, um, I agree with everyone that there must be accountability, but we must also um, explore new avenues as to how we can enforce accountability um, in our government. And I think this is an avenue where civil society organizations ought to take a lead with creating awareness programs building the capacity of the people to know their rights and know how local government systems function and to know where and when they can intervene and to mobilize communities to also come together and enforce accountability. That is what we need um, mostly to to effect change is for active citizenship to, 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 to be realized in our communities. All right. Let me thank you all for being part of this conversation. Fanny Potgeter, the chairperson of the Legua Ratepayers Association. Sikonati Manjanja is with ESCOM. Advocate Jenica Birkas is with the Dula Oma Institute.